Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's an exciting time of the year for sports, and without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get in on the action, and we have the best place for you to go, my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around, and if you join right now, right this second, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars. That means if you deposit two grand right now, you get an extra grand in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV. That's capital BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that promo code is BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid, my bookie. Today is Wednesday, March 4th, 2020, and we're back with more interviews from Innings Fest this past weekend at Tempe Beach Park. And this, honestly, might be the best batch of interviews Ryan Dempster did on Off the Mound when it comes to comedy and straight up laughing your balls off. Because today's interviews include Chicago Cubs second baseman Ian Happ, the 0-4 champ, the real 1-5, Kevin Millar. And then to finish it off, we've got Mark Grace and Rick Sutcliffe telling Harry Carey stories. It really, really, really does not get any better than that. I mean, it really doesn't. We'll have more interviews on Friday as well from Off the Mound. MLB Hall of Famer Jim Tomei got the chance to speak to him over the weekend to talk a little Chris Stapleton, Luis Gonzalez, D-backs legend, and of course the Bearded Brothers and Johnny Gomes and Mike Napoli. Tons of great stories, tons of great content all weekend long at Innings Fest, and there's no better way to kick off episode 167 than with the real 1-5 Kevin Millar. If this interview doesn't knock your socks off, man, I don't know what will. Episode 167 presented by Belly Up Sports. Be sure to follow Belly Up Sports on Twitter at Belly Up Sports. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this show using Podchaser and Podbean. Like I said, spring training is in full effect out in AZ and FL. And the best place for you to grab your ticks are over at TickPick.com. Use the promo code OSHO10. That's capital O-S-H-O-W-10 for $10 off your next order. And as always, if you're into banging weights, eating steaks, and sleeping aids, head on over to MechaNutritionStore.com for all the latest protein supplements using the promo code OSHO20. That's capital O-S-H-O-W-20 to get $20 off your next order. The Real 1-5, Kevin Millar, coming in hot. Great question. Um, yeah, I, don't, I wasn't a very good player. As you you're know. the only, by the way, you're the only player I've ever known who, when you got to the big leagues, you took the number 15 from a guy who was already established in the yeah. big leagues. Yeah, right, right. right. So, so this is what happened. What he's saying is that when you're a rookie, you don't get it to the big leagues and start requesting a number, right? You never do that, especially with the guy has got three or four years in the big leagues. And he's a huge six foot four young man named Cliff Floyd. But he had 15. I didn't know these rules. I said, hey, bro, can I get that number? He's like, dog, <laughs> you got no time. And that's my number. So he actually gave me 15. And he wore 30. Right? Yeah. Right? So I bullied him out of the number. And bullying's not good. No. But you learned that lesson. 
you took it, and now you're a real 1-5. Yeah, I'm Kevin's, not... Every one of Kevin's license plate is some form of 1-5. It's 1-5 spelled out. It's the number 15. I'm that guy, is what he's trying to say. I'm that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like six-time father of the year and seven-time husband of the year. Self-proclaimed. I'm that guy. No one gave me that award. Um, spring training's right here. Uh, you never had a chance to have a lot of spring trains out in Arizona. Most of your spring trains were in Florida. Yep. What are your memories of spring training in Arizona out here? Interesting, right? Um, so I, I, back into my career, I want to play for the Chicago Cubs. I got my boy Ryan Dempster. We have this whole scheme. We're going to live together. It's going to be amazing. I'll finish out my career in Chicago. Yep. Last day of camp, I got released. I ended up crying and leaving the clubhouse. Full jockstrap, uni, spikes. I've never been released, so I know what you do. I don't want to shake hands and give everybody hugs. I'm like, I'm out. Got my truck. I got full union on with my jock and spikes. Like, oh, this is awesome. And I got released. Right? It turned out well, though. Now you got a hit show, Intentional Talk, on yep. MLB Network. Yeah. We got Intentional Talk fans out there. Yeah. Yeah. And who likes Chris Rose? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't. He, he's, he's had a lot of those Coronas. <laughs> Um, you know, doing that, we always talked about that. You bring this side out of players that is just phenomenal. It's the, you know, in the clubhouse, that's what guys are watching. They're watching that show. Um, something that you taught me early on is appreciating that we're just playing a game of baseball. We're not curing cancer and to have fun. You probably have as much fun as anybody. Yeah, it's interesting because in television, you know, everybody wants to be perfect. It's like, hi, uh, today's weather is going to be 75 degrees. And, I, you know, you look at... In our show, I'm like, you're going to make mistakes. I mean, I still don't know anybody's name, correct? Correct. So if I call you Big Daddy, that's it. You're Big Daddy, that means I, know, I don't know your name. Somebody already told I think Chris Rose sold me out on that. But at the end of the day, it's about having fun in life, right? And obviously, this guy has as much fun in the world than anybody, but I think I want to take that to the television side, if that makes sense. And so I'm trying to teach that to my friend John Lackey. So he's starting to have fun in life now. Ladies and gentlemen, John Lackey, the right! Time World Series champion John Lackey. Give it up, Hey, he's really rich too, guys. Really rich. <laughs> so I love John. Um, and you've been having fun your whole life. Like, you know, we brought you out to that song. Yeah. Right. And there's yeah. a reason we brought you out to that song. Yep. Right. There's a reason. Yes. And because back when you were in high school, yep, you just had this crazy idea that you wanted to just. You know, you thought you were Bruce Springsteen. I did. Yeah. I, 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 once again, self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. Yeah. And this isn't a joke. This is for real. Like, I think we have. Do we have that video? Can we cue that up real quick? You guys just check this out real quick. <laughs> oh, wait for it. Wait for the. Wait for the. Stay with it. Story 2003 with the Red Sox. We're rolling to Texas. We're getting beat. Okay, Sox Nation's in the house. Point B is that John Burkett got a hold, or my my guy I played in, in, a freshman at LA City Junior College turned into a, a private investigator. He got a hold of the Red Sox and they played this skit on me 
we're in the dugout, I mean the clubhouse having a team meeting. I thought we were going to talk about Pedro Martinez becoming an American citizen. So this whole investigation comes in, and they're like, we're looking for somebody that did bad things. I'm like, we're all like, oh my God, dude, like, did you do it? Uh, no, I didn't do it. Did you do it? What happened? I didn't know what they're talking about. And all of a sudden, here comes this video, and everybody looks over and like, Malar? I'm like, what the is this? How did somebody get that? And that happened, and the next day they like, played at Fenway, and, and now we have it here. At the Alpha Mountain. It's all coming full circle. It's all full circle. Yeah. Um, we've been friends for, we've been roommates together. Yeah. yeah. I used to cook Kevin dinner all the time. Best roommate ever. Very clean. He knows how to cook. He's a well-dressed guy. I still can't dress. These are actually your old jeans. I got great boots on, but other than that. <laughs> we, used to, we, used to, we used to play games of cards doing push-ups. Flipping cards. Yes. In spring training. Yes. Yeah, we'd take a deck of cards and flip over, you know, and you get an ace and you have to do one push-up. Yeah. And I think Kevin rigged the deck because he was doing two and I had a ten. Right. And then you were doing three and I had a ten. And then a nine. It just kept going and going. That's but why you're so much. At the end of the day, you were helping me out. I really appreciate that. I never got a chance to thank you for that. Yeah. It's a true story. I had all the tunes. They're like, yeah, one, two. Go ahead, wind her up. Ten. <laughs> um, you know, you talk about it all the time. Oh, four champ. Oh, four champ. And we've heard it. But what you did um, was beyond magical. You willed a team and a city to believe that they would be down 3-0. And if they believed and talked about it enough, that it would actually come to fruition. Talk to people about what that's like, because this game beats you down, baseball beats you down, but you always keep that positive mental attitude, and you really, and then you come up and hit with two out and nobody on. Like, that That, that just shows you right there the, the power of belief. It, it, you know what? No one wants to be in that hole, right? You're down three games and none. You've never done this before. There's not a team in history. And people forget we're down in the fourth game, right? We're down in the fourth game to Mariano Rivera, the best closer baseball. But that day I came in because Dan Shaughnessy, who was a reporter, I mean a, a beat writer there and, and for the Boston Globe, he, I was taking a number two. And everybody's done that, right? You guys have all taken number two. So it's not uncomfortable. Don't go like, oh my God, we all do it. I'm in the morning, I'm like, we just got killed by the Yankees. I'm reading the paper and it said a pack of frauds. He called us frauds. And I never forget, I'm like, that son of a, you know what? He, you know, so I get to the field, he comes walking in the locker room. Now we're down 0-3 to the Yankees. And he's got this red perm. And I said, <laughs> sweet hair, Dan. And all of a sudden you saw this uncomfortable look, like, yeah, your hair sucks. And he's just like looking at media, there's like 50 of them together, right? They just all go to, oh, there's John Lackey. Okay, there's Ryan Dempster. And they kind of follow each other, right? Well, here's Dan, he's like, you see this nervous look. No one's ever told him his hair sucks, right? But his hair does suck. So they all kind of like, oh my God, what's going on? What's going on? What's wrong with So he comes up to my locker and said, you call us frauds. You call us frauds. Look at Pedro Martinez, he a fraud. David Ortiz, he a fraud. Billy Miller, fraud Nixon. I'm going down a hole. And you can see him like, oh God, this is weird. But you have the power of the pen, and you wrote this, and there's millions of people that saw work. They might be better than us, but we're not frauds, okay? So we go out to the field, and then that's when the whole thing starts. Why are you so hard on me? Why are you so hard on me? So that's why I told him that whole story. I said, but don't let us win tonight. Derek Lowe was pitching. I didn't love the matchup. Like when you pitched most of the time, I really didn't love our matchup. But we won. It was like a 30 70 chance. Yeah, there was. Ryan had impeccable control when he was a young kid, impeccable. But that's another story. We win game four, and obviously Pedro game five, Sherman game six, and by that time, when Alex Rodriguez tried to sell me a Mercedes taking the lead in the fifth inning, we were down two to one, 
in game four, I said, yep, we're winning. And so that was it. We came back four straight games and uh, shocked the world. Changed lives in the Northeast. We did. It's crazy, right? You know, like, yeah. When you went to Boston, I was so excited for you because you finally went somewhere. You got a ring, and you got a ring in 13, the band of the Beard Brothers. But it's a city that you're a family. Like, you feel like it's, like, they call it the Sox Nation for a reason, right? It's a small city, but, you're like, it's Sox Nation. And everywhere you go from Seattle to Boston, there was always, like, hey, we're from Boston. I'm like, it's only, what, has it got 3 million people? It feels like there's 300 million. Am I right? Yes, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, thank you. Yes. I didn't know if I was off on the numbers. <laughs> no, it's not that much. 300 million people take the whole entire U.S. is in there. Less than 300. <laughs> See, traffic's bad. <laughs> There's 300 million people here at 630 on this highway. Yes, there yeah. is. Yeah. Right on the 101 and the 202 cut. Yes. Yeah, all the time. Um, you know, all the years you played, you know, aside from, like, some of your favorite memories of, of, of guys that you played with, um, you know, that just stick out in your mind where you're like, man, you know, I had so much fun playing, pleasure company excluded, obviously. Yeah. You know, because we really did. Coming up with the Marlins, we were a bunch of young guys. We were 14, 15 rookies on one team. They just won the World Series. Poor Jim Leland has to manage all his young guys. Yes. And we really bonded to the point where we're all still very close to this day. Yeah, on it, that team. It's, it's funny because when you're a young club, it's like fans. We want to win, right? Like, oh, our team sucks, Billy. But like, you have these young guys, and he and I talk about a lot. We had Ryan Dempster, Josh Beckett, Brad Penny, AJ Burnett was our starting rotation. They all sucked. Okay, <laughs> sucked. Threw 112 miles an hour. Couldn't throw strikes. Josh Beckett was the only one that kind of had command, but they all were terrible, right? In the media, in everybody's eyes. And then you look at Derek Lee was our first baseman, and we had Luis Castillo and Alex Gonzalez. More of those Mike Lowell, Mike Redman, Mark Kotze, uh, Preston Wilson, Cliff Floyd, Millar was somewhere in that mix. We're not sure, but I was just there. But at the end of the day, you look at that club, and they all had about 10-plus years service time. And at that time, we would win 60 games. We lost 100. But it's about getting experience. You know, people, it's like you got to be a little patient because I was playing golf yesterday with the dude. He's like, Oh, I was a big Marlins fan. God, and he didn't know much about baseball. It's always that. And 97 went to the World Series, and then they got brought all these bunch of slap, you know, what's up. And I'm like, huh. yeah, we were like, I played for the Marlins in 98. That was us. And so he's like, oh, oh, no, no. I mean, you guys are awesome. I'm like, yeah, no, it's all good, dude. Um, you had a moment in, in, uh, two, two years ago in St. Paul that um, you came out of retirement for one pitch. One game. One game, one pitch. Two pitches, right? Two story, first one, one out. He went cutter first. Yep. Yep. What, what did you do to get ready for that? And then what did that feel like when you hit that? So for people who don't know, I'll let Kevin explain exactly what happened. He went to St. Paul, and then um, I'll let you take it from here. This this, this is amazing, because to take two years off and hit in your, in your garage, and then that happens. So Bill Murray owns that club in St. Paul, and they, they were doing a bobblehead doll of myself and Bill Murray. And they said, can you come up in June? This was like in April. I'm like, yeah, only if I could, could play, you know? And the guy's like, oh, um, you know, let me call the league and see. So, uh, yeah, I haven't played in seven years. And he calls back. He goes, dude, we, we got you cleared. You're going to be able to play, play in the game. I'm like, and this is two weeks from going in June by this time. It was about a month and a half process. So you start getting nervous. I'm like, I've been throwing. I've been hitting. I mean, I've got obliques. Hey, but I'm like Santa Claus. I've been just a dad, right? I take my kids, I'm going in Friday, and they just flip me like 10 soft toss just to make sure I can still swing. And this is no baloney. Got on a plane, 
Landon went and played nine holes of golf, went straight to the clubhouse at 2 o'clock. You know, I'm talking to the guys. I'm all, like, a little nervous. I'm like the dad. You know, I'm not got mascara in my beard now because I wasn't sure what kind of this music great. Looks like Brett Farvish. But my point being is that I get up there, we take some batting practice, hit some line drives, tried to hit a home run every pitch, didn't. Couldn't. And then the game started. He comes over me because I'm sorry. You only can get one at bat because the coach is complaining that you're in the game. And I'm like, bro, if you want somebody to get four at bats, it's the 45-year-old dad. You know, but they're like competing for this division. I'm like, cool, that's cool, no problem. I'll DH, can't move that good anyways. So I got one at bats at seventh. I get up there and this is no baloney. And as an active baseball player, I couldn't hit a home runs when I tried. I mean, there's no blunt, right? You can try it home run every night. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, but you know. <laughs> and I'm up there, and the guy's just like, do I swing first pitch or do I take? And the guy's have been like, no, dude, just go up there and, you know, ambush him. I'm like, yeah, why not? So I'm up there, and it was a perfect matchup. His left hand throwing 88 miles an hour, so thank God it wasn't a kid that's throwing 100. So I'm like, I'm up in the box. Was, it kind of felt okay. I'm like, hey, what's up, dog? I start coming. <laughs> you know? And it was first pitch slider, and I saw it. I'm like, dude, it's 1-0. So then I, he started shaking, and I'm thinking, change up, you know, because I was always a guest hitter. I love the signs when you bang on the trash cans, but <laughs> it just, social media wasn't as, you know, yes, vibrant. What's the word I could use right here? Prevalent? Prevalent. Yep. Point you love your big words. Yeah, big. Simultaneously. So my point, it's 1-0. I'm sitting changing. Well, then he starts shaking twice. I'm like, oh, dude, he's coming with the heater. And I'm not kidding you. I'm a dad. I got four kids. I've played seven years. And I hit it, and I didn't hit one ball out in batting practice, and it was a home run. I knew it right when I hit it, and I'm running, I'm like, I literally blacked out around first. So when players say they black out, I literally blacked out, I hit first, I'm like, oh my God! <laughs> and that's what happened, and we hit a home run, and so now everybody says we, that that should be my last at bat ever. Yes. But I kind of want to take lack back there, or you, and just go and another, another like, one more inning. Yeah, one more time. I'll do it. So I'm in. Yeah. Okay, good. Lack's so. a lot closer to playing. He'll get you. Me, no, not so much. Hey, you played today for the Cubs. What are you talking about, Ryan? Uh, the game of baseball, dude, I've known you forever. And how much, what is the game of baseball meant to you on all levels? What is, what, and if you could kind of summarize it, what it's meant to you in, in your life. It truly is. It's a game of failure. So I always tell kids, dude, if you can get to the point where you understand how to fail, it's not saying that we like to fail, but if you play baseball, you're getting out. You're striking out. You're going to make an error. You're going to walk guys. You're going to strike out guys. You're going to do whatever it is. So you have to learn how to fail. If you get up 500 times a year, you're getting out 350. Right? You're only making 150 left-hand turns. That's a lot of math for you guys out there, but it's riding the money. You're probably thinking, he was, no, I'm right. So you've got to know how to make those 350 right-hand turns, if that makes sense, right? And that's the difference. I always tell kids in high school, there's no difference in the game. It's the stadiums, the money. Hey, everything's a little better in the big leagues, but it's the same game. But guys like Derek Jeter that we respected, I mean, he'd, he'd get out, the hat was off, the gloves were off, but it's, play, it's learning how to play the game with class but also knowing how to deal with failure, which isn't getting so down and getting so up. It's like, it's because it's a seesaw, seesaw thing. You know, you make an error. How many times you go before you make an error? And you're pouting in their locker. You're like, you want to rip your hair out. And I remember Brad Arnsberg came over to me one day and he goes, dude, don't be so hard on yourself. I went here to walk off one time and I'm sitting there and that's like, all right, let's shower, let's go eat. He goes, hey, last night you were sitting in your locker down yourself and when you hit a home run and walk off and now all of a sudden it's just no big deal. So you got to find that happy medium, but it's taught me how to fail in life and hopefully not like the sky is falling.
You know what I'm saying? So baseball's a great sport. And I know it gets a lot of rap, but it teaches me a lot also how to be a, how to be a um, in guy. There, in there, when you were talking about that, you mentioned Derek Jeter. Um, you got to play against him for years. He just got into the Hall of Fame. Incredible ball player, much deserved. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you think of Derek? I'm going to tell you a funny Derek Jeter story, okay? People always ask, like, hey, you played first base. What do you guys talk about? I'm going to tell you one thing. I remember he got the first base one time. And uh, the one thing I, I've always sat there is Derek Jeter was like God, right? When you play against Derek Jeter, it was like, oh, my God, Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. He's hot. He's rich. He's got six rings. He dates the hottest girls in the world, right? But I always had better hair than Derek Jeter. <laughs> so I told him, I took, I took my hat off. I'm looking at him. You know, he's six foot four. You know, I mean, he's huge. I'm like, like, yeah, 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 you're hot, you're rich, you know, you got all this stuff. But I got better hair than you, Derek. I got better hair than you. And, and you can just see that his line started back here. Him and Mariano Rivera would never, you know what I'm saying? They'd never like, no, you got to go. Just let it go, bro. And dude, from that day on, he's, God, you're crazy, Millar. And so we were kind of cool from there. But that was the first kind of interaction with Derek. Is like, I got better hair than you, bro. No matter what. Well, dude, you make everybody laugh on IT. You make me laugh in life, man. I love you so much. You're a tremendous friend. Thanks for sharing stories tonight with everybody. Hey, everybody. How about Kevin Millar taking us out to a little board in the USA? You want to do that? Best interview on Off the Mound this weekend by far. It's not even close. I mean, another big Springsteen guy is Kevin Millar. I know uh, Jake Peavy was a big Springsteen guy. I know another big Springsteen guy, Kevin Millar, born in the USA. Again, uh, rest in peace to Hurricane Genie. Passed away at the age of 95. Uh, a diehard Bruce Springsteen fan. Got a chance to dance with him on stage in 2016 to Dancing in the Dark. Actually got a chance to dance with him three times in her life. Uh, rest easy, Genie. And uh, the next interview on the show was the only current baseball player in the big leagues today, and that's 25-year-old Ian Happ, second baseman of the Chicago Cubs. He was wearing a red bomber jacket to the event, and I actually owned the exact branded jacket but in navy blue. And when I told him, well, he didn't give a shit, but I think I was able to get him on board with the leather jacket for next year. I don't know. Something to build on for next year, Ian. But Ian Happ on Off the Mound after this quick word from Mecha Nutrition. Do you find yourself constantly working on your physique only to find no real results? Or are you officially fed up with your lack of progress in weight loss and weight gain programs? Then do I have a solution for you? Mecha Nutrition, build a better you. Choose from a variety of products including protein, carbohydrates, creatine, pre-workouts, vitamins, and more. Why choose Mecca Nutrition? Mecca Nutrition is a family-owned and operated sports nutrition store located in the heart of Bakersfield, California. Mecca's goal is to provide you, the customer, with the best customer service, nationally recognized products that you know are tried and true, and most of all, 
They have the best prices around. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact Mecca Nutrition via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Mecca Nutrition. You can email them or you can call the shop as well at 661-695-9061. Again, that's 661-695-9061. I've been using Mecca Nutrition products for over a year and a half now. And for someone with an extremely high metabolism, I can tell you that these products work. I gained nearly 25 pounds of muscle after using Mecca's select products in the protein and carb aisle with products such as Redcon 1 meal replacement protein and carbs, as well as Neil's hookups. So feel free to call the shop or email Mecca's general manager at Neil or Neil at MeccaNutritionStore.com. Rumor has it, if you mention Mecca Nutrition, you may come away with an added discount as well, but you didn't hear it from me. So go check it out if you want to transform your body and get into the best shape possible right now. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. Yeah, you guys should have one of those months. You will. It's a, it'll be a parting gift. Okay. Yeah. Next time you're on the show. That's my last one. Budget's tight around here. Um, how you doing? How's spring training going? It's awesome. It's yeah. Awesome. Playing the game today. Yeah. How'd it go? It was. Uh, it was great. Schwarber and I are now zero and four. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get on. Nice. Yeah. You, we did not win. The Cubs did not win. Yeah, here. No, we lost four to three. Four to three. Uh, but Schwarber and I have been on the same schedule. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're uh, not winning right now, so we're going to okay. change that. We're going to change something else here too. We're just going to fix this so everybody out there can hear you. Okay. Like this. There we go. You got a bit of tech on your show too, huh? I do. I'm a man of multi hats, yeah. like yourself. Yeah. Um, playing for David Ross now. Yes. You know what's what's that like? Your, your grandpa Rossi is your manager. It's been awesome. It's yeah. been awesome. His energy is great. Uh, he's just so excited to come to the ballpark every day. And you know, I got to know him as a friend. I never played with him, so to have that have that relationship where um, you can you can be so open and honest with your manager is really cool. That's awesome. Uh, Chance this year, there's a there's open spots, second base, center field. There's opportunity there to be a guy um, that I know how bad you want to be an everyday player and get a chance to you know get five six hundred at bats in the big leagues and show what yeah. you really have. Are you excited for that? Yeah, and that's the goal of every big league player, I think, is to get as many at bats as you can and, and be able to play every day. Yeah. So if I can help the team that way, that, that's what I want to do. Um, do you get frustrated day in day out that Anthony Rizzo tries to get you to smile every morning? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. It's like 5.30 in the morning and I got this guy sticking a camera in my face. Like, I'm good. Take it easy. I got you to smile when you walked out. So you did, yeah. Well, I like you way more. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, you have a really cool project that you do, um, aside from baseball, uh, called Through My Eyes. Tell everybody here what that's about and a little bit where they can go to see this. And yeah, help out. yeah, WrigleyThroughMyEyes.com. Uh, but we started this project, uh, my brother and I, my family, um, a little over a year ago now. And we wanted to give back to the fans. We wanted to kind of showcase Wrigley Field for everything that it is and how special it is. Um, and then give back to mental mental health charities. Uh, so we did three original pieces that are hand-drawn sketches of Wrigley Field pretty much. So every fan... Every blade of grass is by hand, uh, and then we have three print sizes. Uh, they're really beautiful pieces, and like I said, everything goes back to supporting mental health charities, which is the cause that's really near and dear to the family. Good for you, man. Here, we got a handheld. Okay. Yeah. When I said dress casual tonight, I didn't know you were going to go with t-shirt and, you know. So I think I look great. I think yeah. you look fabulous. The red, the red is very becoming of you. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Plus, you could double as, like, you know, like a, what do they call those guys? The Olay guys? 
Yeah, I don't blame Ian Happ there. Not a big Starbucks guy either. But anyways, before we get to our final interviews of the day, it's Mark Grace and Rick Sutcliffe again doing Harry Carey impersonations. A great Harry Carey story from Rick Sutcliffe, by the way. A great story from Rick Sutcliffe regarding Mark Grace as well during his rookie year in Chicago with the Cubs at Wrigley Field up in the bleachers. But before we get there, again, we had our promo code for MyBookie Capital, BLV, uh, here at the Osho Podcast. But Belly Up Sports is also doing a promotion here. Again, we're presented by Belly Up Sports. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at... You guessed it, Belly Up Sports, uh, for the month of March for the tournament. And again, March has arrived. It's March 4th, and it's time to score big on the nonstop action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the best place for you to cash in on insane buzzer beaters, huge upsets, and white-knuckle finishes. And they offer live betting on every game, bracket challenges, national championship futures, and more. And you can bet on almost anything, including the Democratic nomination, which is very interesting. I wouldn't want to bet on it, but, you know, whatever. Uh, The presidential election, even, in the name of the next pope, if you want to. I mean, my bookie caters to all players, whether you research each matchup or if you fill out brackets based on the mascots. MyBookie has something for everybody. They have something for you. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a big payout? MyBookie pays fast when you win, and with decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit MyBookie.com and use the promo code BELLYUP, that's capital BELLYUP, B-E-L-L-Y, Y-U-P for 50% off deposit bonus. That promo code again is belly up, 
bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. With that being said, let's get to Mark Grace and Rick Sutcliffe from Off the Mound. Again, tons of great stories this weekend from Ryan Dempster on Off the Mound. Ton of great interviews I don't have to do myself. So here's Rick Sutcliffe, Mark Grace, after this quick word from TickPick. I'm so bummed. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. He's definitely going to break up with you. He's definitely going to break up with you. Should have used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said... TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. You know what, Rhino? We put a big dent in this when we sat down. It used to not be that way. How are you, brother? I'm good. How are you doing? Hi, everybody. Hi. Have you met my friend, Rick? Yeah. <laughs> this song bring back a few memories for you? Jump. Yeah. I can't jump near as high as we did back then. We had a lot to get excited about. You were in Chicago before Gracie. Yes. When he shows up in town, what were your thoughts of Mark Grace? Pretty boy. Uh-oh. Pretty boy. Two kinds of girls in Chicago at that time. Girls that had been with Mark Grace and girls that wanted to be with Mark Grace. <laughs> uh, so I was a little, a little upset. I mean, a little jealous. Maybe a lot jealous. Um, so the first, I don't know, two weeks of spring training of, uh, of the season, he gets called up in the middle of the year. Uh, I'm pitching one day, and everybody knew that the day I pitched, like, I don't talk to anybody. I don't, I don't talk that. We've already prepared. We're done. Well, it was pouring rain. Oh, you're going to tell this story? Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to buckle up right now? Oh, oh it's, unfortunately, it's a true story, so go right ahead. <laughs> I had been told it was probably going to get rained out, but it didn't matter. Anyway, I got my Walkman on. I'm listening to my country music, and all of a sudden, somebody comes up, him, and taps me. And I, I look up, and I'm like, you know, go away. Like, I mean, I don't talk. Don't talk to me. Well, he taps me again. He was busy with his Sony Walkman. <laughs> he says, uh, I'm sorry to bother. He goes, but I noticed he was hitting seventh, you know, his first week in Vic. He says, I noticed we're hitting in the same group. Obviously, I was hitting ninth. He goes, it says hitting in the cages. He goes, I don't know where the cages are. I'd only been there a week. I it was, remember when they were yeah. under the right field bleachers? Yeah, I didn't know that. So, all the time he's taking time to say this, my wheels start spinning, and I go, okay, here's what you do, kid. You go up the stairs, and you make a left. Well, you know as you go up the stairs, you're in the corner. Out the concourse. We're on the concourse of Ripley Field, and because it's raining and the tarp's on the field, all the fans are back on the concourse. So he sends me out, I'm taking over here, and he said, and I remember, Rick said, he goes, walk, you're going to walk a long ways. He, and he said, when you when you think you've gone too far, keep walking. So I'm like, okay. He goes, you're going to see an old style beer stand. He goes, and right next to it is a door with a, with a security guard. That's where the batting cages are. The security guard will let you right in. So I'd say, I'm in full uniform up on the concourse, gray 17 on the back. And so I'm, I'm walking with a couple of bats, and I'm, I'm wearing my spikes. <laughs> and the, when you wear them on cement, you know, baseball spikes make a <laughs> sound. So I'm walking, and 
Perry ran the streets a little bit together um, in Chicago. Both of you guys have having drinks with Harry. Um, share share something maybe somebody here might not know about Harry or a story that with Harry. Well, I know there's there's one. You I'll do that if you, as Harry Carey, introduce me. I owe everybody who's put our hands together for, for Mark Grace of the Red always complaining that, that my hair was too long and one day we were on the road and and uh, uh, Harry said come on I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pay for a haircut and so off we go and I get up the guy cuts my hair and Harry gets up in the chair cutting his hair and, and he looked at Harry he said Harry he said I, I don't want to bother you but he said your, your fly is open and Harry looked down and sure enough it was he zips it up and he gets over the haircut he gets down he says hold on he said I gotta get these shoes shine so Harry sits down, the guy shined his shoes, and the guy looked down, he said, Harry, he said, I don't know if you know or not, but your fly is open. And Harry goes again, and Harry zips it up. So he gets over the shoe shine, we're walking back to the hotel. We get to the hotel, Harry looks into one of the rooms, and there was this really cute manicurist in there. And Harry says, you know, I've never had one before, because I think I'll see what it's like. So he sits down at the table, and the lady's looking at his hand, and she said, sir, you you sure have a lot of dead skin there. And Harry says, is that damn thing open? <laughs> that was good. Oh, what a legend he was, man. And you guys are both legends. Thank you guys so much for coming up here tonight. Thanks for listening to episode 167 of The O Show presented by Belly Up Sports. We'll be back on Friday with more interviews. Jim Tomei, Luis Gonzalez, my personal interview with the Struts. It's all going down. Can't forget about the Bearded Brothers as well. 2013 World Series champion Boston Red Sox players. Mike Napoli and Johnny Gomes. Remember, we're presented by Belly Up Sports. Be sure to follow Belly Up Sports on Twitter at Belly Up Sports and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this show using Podchaser and Podbean. Pretty please. Cherry on top. Spring training, full effect, out in Arizona, out in Florida. Best place for you to grab your tickets is over at TickPick.com. Use the promo code OSHO10, that's capital O-S-H-O-W-10, for $10 off your next order. And it's always a great time to get off the couch and exercise, you muttonheads. Head on over to MechaNutritionStore.com for all the latest protein supplements. And if you use the promo code OSHO20, that's capital O-S-H-O-W-20, you'll get $20 off your next order. Hit it, Hootie. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.